You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Green, and thank you for tuning in and welcome to the show. Uh, We are coming off of one that I probably gave a really hard time to, episode 25, which I did not think was any good for anybody, the viewers, the participants, or anything in between. Um, If... uh, (laughs) You can feel free to go back and uh, check out that listen and hear the reasons why, although I'm sure I'm about to get into some of it uh, at this point, because there were a couple of questions that uh, came my way, either, you know, face to face with coworkers or uh, comments that I got in other wrestling groups, so to speak. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's fair, you know, some of the questions I, I, I do believe were, were fair and I, I don't want to, um, ignore that. In fact, I thought it would be good to kind of, uh, address some of those because quite honestly, before I even get into episode 26, it, I don't think it's going to be exceptionally long to have to review that. It's just, you know, it's not bad, but it just wasn't a lot to really talk about there. It wasn't didn't have a lot of things going on so uh we're gonna just blend all of that together we're gonna we're gonna do a a brief recap of 25 and some of the questions that 25 brought up and then we're gonna go into episode 26 which is uh, the one that just passed this weekend as i'm recording this so you know for those of you that are in the future (laughs) from me right now just bear in mind that I'm talking about, you know, the weekend that I experienced, not, you know, somebody that found this two years from now. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, so, uh, wow, episode 25 did get met with some questions. And what I found out is that uh, apparently, wow, was fair, I wouldn't say polarizing. That kind of paints the wrong picture. But, you know, okay, I, I know what I would say. WoW has some very dedicated fans. And dedicated to the point that, you know, I'm not going to question what WoW's doing. If WoW does it, then it's fine. That's what I, you know, I, I get that from a couple of the fans and a couple of the comments and stuff like that. The people that came behind me was like, what are you talking about? This episode is bad. They explained everything that you just said and this, that, and the other and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there, there are some people out there who, who told me, it was like, no, they, they explained it. They explained why these, these people weren't there. Which I didn't respond. I think you're missing the point of 
what I'm saying. It's not the explanation. It is the presentation that I have a problem with. And, uh, you know, before I go into that, let's go ahead and get some stuff out of the way. Because definitely, if you watch episode 25, I'm going to just go ahead and say it for you. You could probably book just as good, if not better, than uh, what was going on in the YX. That episode in particular. I'm not going to say this whole series, but that episode in particular, I think there's people out there who could do a better job, who are fans, and they can get stuff across with consistency and that it makes sense. But if you really want to test that theory, then you need to go to CustomVixensWrestling.com. You pick the women, you pick the matches, you are in charge. And they have a new shoot coming up and uh Actually, six days from when I'm recording this right now. The next shoot is March 19th, 2023. So if you have an idea for a match that maybe features Malibu, that maybe features Mama Hannah, that maybe features Fantasy, that maybe features uh, Sheena, Rock and Roll, Roxy, Lane, and others, all you got to do is go on to the uh, website, Custom Vixens, plural, wrestling.com. And you can go to their future film days and you can see exactly what it takes for you to go and get your own match booked and or scripted. According to Custom, this is what this says on the site right now. Custom Vixens is always accepting orders slash scripts. Just email us at customvixens at yahoo.com and they will schedule a date and availability of talent. So remember... You think you could do a better job? You think you could put some matches together? You think they can make more sense? You think they'd be more exciting? Well, that's all you need to do. Just uh, make your arrangements, find your talent, and you can make the match. You can be the booker here. You pick the women. You pick the matches. You are in charge. Custom Vixens Wrestling. Yeah. So now we got that done. And uh, it's... You know, I, I will say I do support custom fixes because one of the young ladies there, or at least the young lady that is operating this operation, has been very good to me over the years as far as interviews and availability for catching her and, and seeing her work in the ring and all that good stuff. Rock and roll Roxy. I know she dropped the rock and roll for a little while while the other Roxy out in Texas started to kind of roll with that name. But uh, Rock and Roll Roxy, she is the uh, the front runner of this operation here. Sheena Lane, for some of you that will say that's an AKA, also known as. So uh, get on it. Want some uh, some matches with your stamp of approval on it? That's the way you go about it. Now, back to the the uh, topic at hand. Uh, the people persons who had questions with me as far as my uh, uh, issues we'll call them that with uh, episode 25 of wow uh, which I have labeled a terrible episode but again you know I had some people who were in some of the, the chats who were like oh no they, they explained all that they're like one one person there who was listed as Ty. And I, I don't, you know, of course, this is a, a username and it has some numbers behind it. But uh, so I don't have a full name for that. But 
It didn't matter what you said about Wild. He found some reason or some excuse or, oh, they explained that. No, they didn't know that. I think they said Vicky Lynn McCoy had some problems and she had to go home and Lena McCoy, Lena McCoy had an injury and this, that, and that. You know, it's not that. And, you know, I wanted to pick this to uh, explain it. My issue is, and the issue of the episode overall, is that they set this up for weeks now let's just think about the things that were promised in this episode that just did not occur we're not talking about them explaining it away because even the explanations were kind of brief and they just kind of you know they said it and more or less moved on but let's just look at the episode in general and see what exactly how many things they had to explain off that they promised. The first thing that stands out to me is the main event, which is the biggest uh, uh, contributor to this show being bad, is the main event. The main event was promised to be a gauntlet match. Now, they may have had a gauntlet match, but we didn't see that. So if you're defending the idea that, well, they had a gauntlet match and these people were in it, that's not the point. They were not on television. So as far as the viewing audience is concerned, that didn't exist. More so than that, they said that they cut this out for time constraint for television. We will, in, in order for us to give you the episode that we wanted to give you full well, we've cut this down. All right, that's possible, even though this is all pre-taped and you could have timed out that show to manage the entirety of that gauntlet. And I don't want anybody to say that they couldn't have. Yes, they could. If they really wanted to do it, they could have timed that out. What more likely happened is, is that the persons that were in the front of that didn't maintain the behavior that they have on television now. Meaning Jesse Jones, and I can't prove any of this, <laughs> Let me just go ahead and put it. I cannot prove this. But Jesse Jones, probably very likely at that Comic-Con, was a heel. Went on television, sees a baby face. And we can't explain that, so we got to get rid of it. So let's just cut this into it where you only get five minutes of this main event. Where allegedly half of the people, well, a quarter of them, were eliminated before the cameras even start rolling or... They were eliminated before the cameras even start being turned on or something to where we have to see the last few. So, Raina Del Rey, Jesse Jones, Princess Ozzy were all advertised as being a part of this match, none of which we saw on TV. In fact, according to them, all three were eliminated simultaneously. That is lazy. I'm sorry. That is... That is a booking problem that just reeks of laziness if that actually happened. They all just went out at the same time. Really? Wow. Okay. And then we advertise a gauntlet match. Correct? This match was essentially supposed to be like a Royal Rumble. They, they gave you the rules of the match before this aired like two or three weeks ago. Now, I'm not going to settle on that and be like, oh, yeah, they, they did it last week because I don't think they did it last week. They, but they gave you the rules at least twice 
for two weeks leading into this whole deal. And let's go over to what the rules were. Three superheroes starting the ring with new competitors joining at timed intervals. We did not see that. There were no timed intervals. We didn't even get to see the start of the match. And so with them only having 10 people, uh, apparently no one got eliminated except for those three that we didn't see until the very end. So if they had any sort of gauntlet that had uh, these timed intervals, we didn't get a chance to see that. So as far as the viewing public was concerned on television, there was no gauntlet match. A battle royal maybe, but there was no gauntlet match. Uh, eliminations are determined by pinfall submissions thrown over the top rope with both feet touching ground. Okay, so they did that. The, in, the order of entrance is determined randomly. We didn't know because everybody was in it by the time we started watching. We only caught the last five minutes. And the last superhero standing becomes the new wild world champion. Okay. So those were the, the rules or whatever that, that they listed on screen. I'm reading this off of their own screen to uh, being involved in gauntlet match. Two of the four that they listed didn't even apply because they had to start in the middle of, apparently. So to that person, Ty, I know you're a, a wild fan. I get it. And apparently you are going to defend wild no matter what wild does. Vicky Lynn McCoy's not in there. Had an excuse for that. Princess Oz, well, they explained that she got an injury. They didn't show the whole thing. Well, they did it for time. I, You know, if I didn't know better, I would think that he worked for the company and he was just scouring around social media to uh, find anybody that said anything unpleasant about Wild so he could try to explain it. But in this particular case, no. Like I said then, I do not think that you understand or get the point you advertise something on a taped show. You should be able to deliver the goods on a taped show. You should be able to deliver it. There's no reason for you to do that. And then, okay, in the wild card thing. Yeah, well, uh, Penelope Pinka, she won the wild card. What wild card? They never said anything about a wild card until that day. Until <laughs> until that episode so what wild card are we talking about when did this, when did that get you know brought up when did they say okay fans and you know i know that uh we've got our people who qualified in here but we got a wild card rule and we'll allow one other person to get back in or you know if you eliminate you can you can return something that never happened we never saw that we never even heard that it's just something that got made up and put on the show to try to justify Penelope Pink being in it when she shouldn't have been in it in the first place. Either that or she should have won the match that she was qualifying for because the other person didn't show. She was in a match with Princess Ozzy, who was supposed to have been in this thing and allegedly got eliminated before we saw you know any footage whatsoever. Del Rey also... Should have been in it, but we'll never know that. We, you know, they said that she was, but who knows? Makoa, who definitely should have been in it. Again, allegedly eliminated. Off camera. Those things don't matter 
It don't mean anything. Here's what it gets me about WoW and some of the WoW fans. And I and in fairness to them, I will say that it's very much like some AEW fans I've met. Some sometimes you have fans who just give you blind loyalty. And that's what WoW has. WoW has fans who have blind loyalty to it. It doesn't matter what WoW does, it doesn't matter what WoW says, it doesn't matter what WoW forgets. It doesn't matter if it's out of sequence. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter if it doesn't connect to anything. It doesn't matter if they promised you one thing and they completely dropped the ball. They apologize for that company and its shows repeatedly. If WoW existed under the same scrutiny that WWE and AEW do, they would have all kinds of problems. But they don't. Because 90% of the fans just say, wow, it's great. Wow, it's wonderful. Well, they're the greatest wrestler ever seen. This show is fantastic. They, they don't question anything. They just go with it. No matter how far off the mark of logic and continuity that happens to be, they just go with it. Like, try and explain to me, and this isn't necessarily episode 25, Try and explain to me how Amber Rodriguez went from being Commander Spars to, in the blink of an eye, some sort of fashionista who had to turn on her friend. Well, we didn't see any of this happening. We didn't see it being built up. We didn't see her getting annoyed. We didn't see the transition. Matter of fact, we didn't even see the assault that they allegedly threw her and her new partner, uh, Gigi, uh, Gianni. What, where was this at? When did this occur? It's, it's, it's always these things that get thrown in that don't mean anything. <sighs> I say all of that to say this. For the apologist of WOW. For the ones that just watch that show and, you know, never question anything. I'm not telling you that you have to dislike WoW. I actually like WoW. As as much as some people may think I don't, I actually do. I like WoW. But WoW has a bad habit. They, they have a habit, in my view, of hoping that the fans that watch this do not pay attention. Like, whatever it is that we're putting on here, hopefully you won't remember where this came from and we'll just move on. That's what this episode was for me. It's just a bunch of things that took place and it was like, you know, maybe they'll forget that Vicky Lee McCoy was supposed to be here. Or maybe they'll forget that Penelope Pink was never supposed to be in the first place. Maybe they'll forget that Princess Ozzy was supposed to be in this match and Reina Del Rey and that they qualified. You know, maybe they'll forget that Foxy Fierce has barely won any of her matches, and she could be a top contender for the title. Maybe these people forget these things as they watch this show. That's what this largely feels like. Like they're just waiting on you to forget stuff. And I and I said in that episode of 25 of the review, they're probably just waiting on people to drop off. You know, let's not bring it up and it'll be fine. We can just move on. Or they just think that you didn't watch it at all. You forgot it or you never saw it to begin with. 
Either way, we'll just address it from this moment into the future. It is uh, it's it's tough. It's it's very tough. But but the point that I was getting at with those apologists is I would say look at the show and you know don't just jump on the side just to jump on the side. Actually watch this show. And ask some questions to yourself. Wasn't this supposed to be so-and-so? Shouldn't this have been in here? How long is this angle going to take? You know, I'm, and I'm not saying that to ruin your viewing pleasure. I mean, because, hey, there's some good matches there. There's some great talent there. But WoW, as a production, has to do a better job of keeping things in order and on the ground. Uh, I'm sure I'll rope back around to those eventually. So let, let's just get into episode 26 and see what's happening here. While episode 26 had a uh, rundown of, t- of the program's main event, which is basically leading into Fury versus Jesse Jones. Now, uh, one of the things, and I know they, I, they talked about it later, but I'm going to say it now, is the way that they tried to set Fury up as being a comparable contender to Jesse Jones uh, when she has been involved in a tag team for all this time and not really shown herself in a singular uh, competitive environment. Uh, so it made it very difficult for me to listen to McLean and Stephen Dickey try to build Fury up like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they've they been on a collision course with each other because I was like, how? How are they on a collision course? It's just one person taking a match with another. This is not a collision course. This is not some legendary match that you know we've been waiting to see because it hadn't been built up from anything. As were none of these matches. This this show is just is just this show. The first match was Robbie Rocket versus Vivian Rivera, and I wrote during the intro, Dave McLean making reference to things that we didn't see during last week's main event. Now that being Penelope Pink entering the uh entering last into the uh match because you know they went back over a little bit of uh their LA Comic Con show. Uh one thing I can say about the LA Comic Con show at least at least it was in a different venue and it and it looked well for the most part except for some funky camera angles. Uh but yeah McLean's on the on the mic and he's referencing things that people didn't see. We didn't see Pink come out to the ring and you know in some sort of interval between you know the matches and we certainly didn't see the first three get eliminated. And it just mm. any case, uh back to the, the first match. Like I said, Robbie Rocket versus Vivian Rivera. Now I will say Rivera did good for her experience level. It wasn't a perfect match. Uh, some could argue that it wasn't super competitive. It was decent. And I know Robbie Rocket is about a year, a little over a year past her annual, I guess, for getting into wrestling. So she's still working that out, although she is good. She probably just needs to have other matches with other people so she can really, really, really begin to grow. I don't know if WoW is the best place for her to do that. I was, so I'm expecting her to get that on the indies. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
for her experience level, she did fairly well. She didn't do well enough to win, but she did fairly well. Robbie Rocket wins with a double springboard code breaker. I wish they would name it something else because the code breaker applies to Jericho and his gimmick. Um, and they had a long recap for the match. Now, that part, I, I'm not going to say I didn't get because I understood why they're probably doing it. But, man, I mean, the, the recap felt almost as long as the actual match. And then it hit me. It's like, you know, they're, they're fluffing for time. They're trying to make this show stretch out and and work within the time parameters that they were given. So, I mean, and you got to see this a couple of times. You got to see the camera stay on the people that's walking into the ring, slapping hands and shaking babies or <laughs> shaking hands and kissing babies, whichever one you want to call it. Uh, you know, giving people hugs and high fives and stuff like that. When have we ever seen any wild superhero walk around the ring and do that? We usually don't. On this episode, they did. So, you know, the one thing I got from that is that the production value has changed, whether that's an upgrade or not, it has changed. And this, again, the match was fine. Rocket was fine. They had their moments where they were moving in kind of slow motion. They also had a moment where Rivera uh, did a counter to that springboard code breaker, if you want to call it that, where she got caught. I should say Robbie got caught trying to go for it. Rivera countered it. Uh, in some instances, that would be known as a super kick. She didn't get it up quite as high, so it just was like a side kick. It was fair enough. And I and honestly, that version of Vivian Rivera or Rivera, I would like to see. The one that sounds confident and ready to go, but I'm not sure if we're gonna get that anymore. Who knows? Uh the second match is BK Rhythm versus Steffi Slays. My first note here was the bully busters are clearly done. They you know, they don't wrestle at all together. And I put, you know, that uh, what's the part there? Uh, gosh. Oh, Akita Rush. <laughs> I was about to lose it. Okay, so her partner was on the same show, and they're still working separately. So I'm like, yeah, the, the Bully Busters are finished. They're, they're, they're done. It was another long set of intros. Steffi Slays walked around and slapped hands with everybody on the front row. Uh, and when she gets done, Rhythm cuts a, a promo, a rap promo on Slays, which I also wrote, I'm sure this is going nowhere. She, she cuts a rhyme on almost everybody that steps into the ring with her, but nothing ever happens from that. <laughs> Even when she is, uh, you know, rhyming with somebody and uh, not in a situation such as this, you know, where she's stepping up against Steffi Slays and, 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 she gets her around. She does the mic drop. Anytime she's ever done that, it 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 goes nowhere. Which is why I wrote that. It goes nowhere because she always loses. I don't know. And she's a good wrestler. Like Killer Kate, who she is outside of WoW, is a good wrestler. BK Rhythm is terrible. BK Rhythm cannot get out the the starting gate. BK Rhythm loses constantly, and she lost here. While Steffi Slays got her with a victory roll. Oh, well. 
Now, keeping these first two matches, nothing happening there. Not really a lot going on. We, there is no angle to lead into it. There's no angle that happens in it. And there's nothing going from it. So these are just cold matches. This is Robbie Rocket versus Vivian Rivera, cold. Uh, BK Rhythm versus Steffi Slay is cold. Uh, all of which very attractive people, and I'm sure you know they happen to be on TV, and I'm sure there's people that's happy to see them. But uh, the match in and of itself, or this situation, cold. All these matches are cold. Uh, next segment, Coach Campanelli and Rara 2.0. They get the recaps as to their win and championship lost uh, at L.A. Comic-Con by Miami Sweet Heat. I didn't have a problem with this. I did not have a problem with the recap because, hey, it's new to somebody. Somebody has to see it. Uh, and, and it does set up something. I mean, that, that was probably the closest we got to it continuing to uh, – uh, deliver the, the continue to, to deliver the goods, you know, as far as the show and angles and and whatnot. This is the closest. This is the closest when they got that little recap in this little video package. Outside of that, nothing on the show was of uh, any consequence. Uh, the next segment. Gigi Gianni and Amber Rodriguez, the new tag team, because apparently Gianni lost her partner, Gambino, who, who has left the promotion. <laughs> uh, she she no longer works at WOW, uh, uh, apparently. And we, we have not been able to get in contact with her because she is, I guess, on a hiatus. Who knows? But if you are looking at... Uh, Adriana Gambino, she is no longer Gambino. She is now Valentina Rosa. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. So she's the mafiosa. So if you want to see her outside of wild, there you go. She's, uh, I think the wild Gambino uh, Instagram still exists, but that's probably where that starts and stops. So, yeah. Just just get back to uh, following Gambino if you want to see the fantasy of that. But if you want to see what's, what's going on and what's new with her right now, then go to uh, Mafiosa Valentina. Mafioso dot Valentina on Instagram. Uh, but uh, I digress. The new team has nothing to do with Gambino. It's Gigi Gianni and Amber Rodriguez. They don't seem like a a team to me, but you know, hey, time will tell. They may they may grow into it. But they took on the team of Keita Rush and Jennifer Flores. Uh my first note that I had here was why do they keep referring to Keita Rush as one half of the bully busters? This team is not going anywhere. Uh, they, and they never wrestled together. As evident with this episode. So <laughs> Steffi Slays came out the match in front of her and she, you know, they didn't interact or they didn't, any of that stuff. And in fact, now that I think about it, that whole thing that Steffi Slays did weeks ago when it was uh, a, a Candy Crush and she lost her gloves or her gloves were stolen. That was 
I can't say it led into something, but it opened up a a portion of that segment where Keita Rush and and uh, Steffi Slays spoke to each other like, "Oh, I miss teaming with you. I miss teaming with you." And that day it went nowhere. It went nowhere. Just <laughs> it just it just died. You know, so, so I'm like, so why do they continue to try to push this team when they are clearly not worried about teaming up together? They, they can't be. This is, this is over and done. And I'm trying to see how far back this actually was. Let's see here. Uh, I just want to get some sort of halfway. Okay. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Episode nine, episode nine. <laughs> we are no, we're on episode twenty six now. Episode nine is where this happens, and her gloves are stolen. How long is this going to go on? And that, and but that that's the side point. This was the last time that they interacted. Like, hey, I miss you, and so on and so forth. That it went, it didn't go anywhere. It's not like they, hey, let's give it one more run or let's talk about it or something like that. It was just come out into the hall. Hey, I miss you. I miss the bully busters. And then nothing was tried. Like, how, how bad do you miss this? When you didn't, you made no effort to put the team back together or talk to her or anything like that. It just kind of went on. So that was the reason why I put this notice. Like, why? Why is this in here? They never teamed together. They don't even attempt to team together. Let's just move on. Matter of fact, you could just rename this team Keita Rush and, and Gen Z Jennifer Flores into the Bully Busters because clearly Rush and Slays are no longer a pair. Um, Flores and Rush, yeah, I, I, I was about to reread the, the notes that I just had that they should become the new Bully Busters. Uh, as a side note, one of the things I wanted to know as I was listening to this episode is what is AJ Mendez? Is, is she a heel or babyface announcer? I don't understand her commentary sometimes and when she's able to do it because she, you know, I'm not going to say she's always talked over, but she doesn't talk a lot. If you didn't know that she was there, you probably wouldn't know at all. And, you know, is 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 I don't want to say frustrating. Uh, that's that's not that's not the way I want to present that. It it is a bit of a shame, really, that to have somebody with that kind of uh, pedigree and world-renowned because of, you know, let's face it, she was on WWE television, and that covers a lot of ground. But it's not enough for them to want to put her on TV and, and do anything with it, which I, I, I don't understand. That was such a mistake. Such a mistake. Why did you not take advantage of the fact that A.J., Mendez, formerly AJ Lee, is on your program to try to lure some wrestling fans into watching this. <sighs> so they leave that alone. Again, that was a side note. Uh, the production value for this entire show is different. It took me a second to figure out what I was like, man, what is this? I'm watching this and it feels different, but I don't know what it is. And then it hit me. They're not cutting on every impact, every punch, every kick. It, it didn't cut as much. They actually let the match run through, and for the most part, the match spoke for itself. It didn't require them to, okay, they just did a flip, cut it. Or they just, you know, tossed the clothesline, cut it. 
you know, new camera angles for every little thing that he did and do. Uh, this was this was better, and I appreciated it. The only problem, the only problem with doing it this way is that they need a hotter crowd. Because without the cuts, they do take away some energy. So I understand why they was doing it, but in this case, when they they don't have it, they need a hotter crowd. They need a crowd that's going to be into the match and into what's going on, uh, rather than just sitting there watching was you know the show because it does make for bad television when they just kind of sit on their hands. And this showcased the fact that there's people that just sitting on their hands more so than the average. Uh, you could just look right, you know, past the match and into the crowd and see that, you know, without except for the kids, they were all just kind of watching. Uh, the match was decent. Uh, the pacing exposes a couple of cracks in the armor, in my opinion. It's the pacing being uh, Flores did a, a springboard to the top, kind of like setting up for old school, but it was slow. And the pacing of that was just not good. Uh, the bots is like the misdirection spot where Keita Rush goes and she takes uh, Gianni by a head scissors flips her around and flips her into her partner for her to give her being Gianni, give her partner an inadvertent spear. Now, that's what was supposed to happen. What actually happened is that uh, Gianni got the head scissors from Keita Rush. Keita came off of it, but Rodriguez was either was not in place or uh, Gianni wasn't in place. When she got done, she didn't know which way she was going. She had to stop, pause, turn, and then run and and hit the person. So, took a little bit of shine off in the finish. Um, this entire episode felt like they were just trying to fill airtime. By this point in the show, as I'm watching it, I was like, they they spent a lot of time on her being down in the ring. They spent a lot of time on her shaking hands, leaving the ring. They spent a lot of time on the heels, walking into the ring. Same thing with Rhythm and Slays. Slays got to do the walk around and slap hands and all that stuff like that. Rhythm, something along those lines. You know, of course, she didn't shake hands and everything. But this is what I mean. You know, this, this show it can be fascinating from time to time. And that is what I mean by they look like they're just filling airtime. Things that they did not normally do, all of a sudden they were doing it and they were stretching it out. Like, oh, yeah, you know, just talking while they shaking hands or whatever. Uh, it, it was uh, not pleasant, at least not for me. Uh, they go to another video package as well, and they, and they set up Fury versus Jesse Jones, their main event. And the video package looks like it was attempting to make Fury a singles wrestler and that she was good at being a singles wrestler. I think one of them referred to as, ah, oh, the technician. I was like, the technician? Technical of what? <laughs> uh, I don't think that uh, that's something that to be confused with, with Fury. Look, I've seen... Harlow, a.k.a. Fury, wrestled for a long time. And she's good at what she does. 
on wild television, she has not illustrated this idea that she's some sort of master technician in the ring. And I like Fury. So I'm not saying that to, you know, knock her or nothing like that, but that's that's the kind of thing that we get from her. You know, when they're like, oh, yeah, she's a technician. Like, when have we ever seen that? That's another thing that WoW does. Like, you know, I, I don't mind the fluffing of certain things as far as it relates to the personas and the champions and championships and stuff like that. I don't mind a little bit of fluff, but don't say stuff that is clearly untrue. Like, I, I don't know what match she has that illustrates her as being some sort of technician. I just, I don't know and I haven't seen it. So, uh, this is the fifth and fourth match, the main event. Uh, Jesse Jones is treated like a top top star. She's treated like a babyface. Uh, and we got two experienced wrestlers who, although maybe not their best match, uh, could be the best one of the best matches within WoW, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm sorry, I just had to read over my notes again here, and I, was, I, was, I gave myself a good. You know, sometimes when you go back over the, the, the I wrote the crowd is pretty dead, <laughs> and that's 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 a shame. Oh boy, but you know. I also had I had this match has two experienced wrestlers, and they worked at a moderate pace. Even though the crowd was dead, that they did a good job. And the only the only crime that they had, uh, Jesse Jones and Fury, I don't think they got enough time to try to win that crowd over. There are occasions where you have a single match show or something like, you know, where you got one match on the card, maybe that's like really good. I think this could have been that, but I also think that they needed more time in order to get a story across in the ring, bell to bell. I know they're both capable of it. I know that they both are, you know, capable of. I don't need to get on the microphone. I can get in here and I can tell the story between, you know, one person to the next. Because all it would have, you know, for them is, hey, Jesse Jones is trying to apply the arm bar. Fury's trying to apply whatever her finish is. I can't think of the name. And not only try to apply it, we're trying to apply it slash uh, win this match and, and prove, if you in Fury's case, and prove that she belongs in singles rankings. So they, I mean, they could have gotten a story across in the ring, and and, and like I said, I, I have absolutely no doubt that they could have done it. They just, I don't think they had enough. Um, during the matches, uh, Jesse Jones taps Fury out. Let's, let's just get to the end. She tapped her out with a little bit of misdirection play by a Razor. They uh, gets out of the way. She she being Fury runs in the Razor, knocks her down. To the floor, Jesse Jones takes uh, Fury, forces her down to the match, applies the arm bar, locks it in tight, and next thing you know, Fury's tapping out. Soon as she taps out, Fury uh, and Mesmeriah attack uh, Jesse Jones, which opens the floor up for Americana to come out of the blue and come to the rescue. And they collectively fight off 
the members of the Heavy Metal Sisters, one of which apparently had already left Razor. They, they, the commentators like, yeah, Razor's gone. And she didn't like what was going on, whatever. So this seems like this is establishing some sort of setup to break up the Heavy Metal Sisters maybe. But I can never tell because they do things like this. They bring stuff up and it didn't go anywhere. I mean, uh, I, I'm not sure what to say or make of that. Is this a, a, a plot point? Sometimes they'll bring things up and they seem like they forgot, but they'll bring, they'll return to it two or three weeks later, if not longer. Like this whole thing that took place the last week, I, I do not think that the the correspondent or the ring announcer that they have in that show is going to show back up at all. I don't think Angelique Dante is going to show back up at all. I think that that was just lost footage and they just say, hey, let's just use it. So you have that and it's and it's pushing this this let me let me rewind that. It might be pushing this narrative that the heavy metal sisters are breaking up. I don't know. But time will tell if they do. So they have the uh, two baby faces in the ring, Americana and Jesse Jones. And I would imagine that you know, Americana is getting the rub from Jesse. But then uh, Americana's son comes into the ring, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, little uh, whatever his name is, David, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember his name. But he comes into the ring, and then he, you know, gets hugs from both of them. Then he gets picked up, and all right, guys, this is it. Thank you for watching Wow. Now, those are the matches, and almost none of them meant anything to go forward for anything else. Uh, the Campanelli Rah Rah video package, or the Tag Team Championship video package, because they did feature the, the twins in it as well. Uh, that probably was the only thing that really forwarded any store, sort of angle within the course of this show. Everything else was just like a standalone. Robbie Rocket versus... Vivian Rivera, BK Rhythm versus Stevie Slays, Gigi Gianni and Amber Rodriguez versus Keita Rush and Jennifer Flores, and Fury versus Just Jones. None of, none of these matches picked up any angles. None of them were producing any angles. This is just this is just a show. It doesn't have anything else to offer. I mean, it. This was a C. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad show. But it also wasn't good either. There was nothing there to be like, oh, man, yo, you got to watch this show. It's, it's crazy. They did such and such. And this is, you know, this is awesome and blah, blah, blah. They, they didn't come close to that. It was a couple of matches, and the matches were good, but it really didn't progress anything. Um, and one other note that I put down here is that David tends to make Jesse sound like an absolute hick. My gosh, it's like, I don't, you know, I'm, I question whether he's ever come to the South. Not now, listen, if, if Jesse Jones told him, yeah, I hunt possum and squirrels and all that nonsense all the time, that's one thing. But, any, you know, whenever he wants to talk about her returning to Bardstown, Kentucky, or just going into Kentucky at all, it's always some ridiculous country thing that jesse jones has done because she's back it's like oh yeah they, they, 
Americana brought her and her son with her. They went to go visit uh, Jesse Jones. Yeah, I'm sure they did that. And she taught him how to hunt possum and squirrels. I was like, uh, you know, it's, it's that moments like that when I'm like, you know, I wish they would just let Jesse tell those things if those things actually happened. Or if that was just the thing that they were trying to forward, that, hey, she came in town and I took her out and we would – you know, had a good time and whatnot and showed how to hunt and skin food and this, that, that, that. If that were the case, that's fine. But coming out, of, I don't know why, but coming out of Dave McClain's mouth, it just does not work for me. It just doesn't. It's, it's like, ah, it is, uh, what's, what's a comparable, comparable point? It is. Gosh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like having somebody who, you know, lives in a complete stereotype and me getting up on, you know, on anybody's microphone and, and illustrating that stereotype every chance I get, which is what Jesse Jones is. I'm like, yeah, she's a character that I don't really like using the term and she's presented as this you know, uh, Southern girl from Kentucky and this, that, and the other. But, man, I mean, I'm sure she knows how to do things other than, you know, I'm hunting for squirrel and possum. And that was the show. I mean, that that was the show. There was almost nothing in this. And again, I'm sure that they're going to have their apologists. They're going to be like, oh, what are you talking about? This show is great. This show had nothing attached to it. It It was just a random series of matches with a lot of fluff behind it to try to make these matches seem longer and and fill out the segments. Whether that was keeping the cameras on them while they were running around ringside shaking hands and kissing the babies, whether that be... what else is it? Oh, keeping the camera on you at the end. Whether that be keeping the replay going on for an additional minute or a minute and a half or whatever the case be. It is like this is all fluff. And it really didn't help anything. I think that's the bottom line. It didn't help anything. It just was. So the, the pros of the show were the matches were all decent. They weren't all great, but they were all decent, and and production seems to have upgraded their quality. They're they're not just, you know, hey, put them in the ring and we'll cut on everything to try to hide it. So I appreciate that because, look, if you're going to mess up in the ring, that's not my fault. I'm the cameraman, so you need to do your job, you know, and there were some mess-ups. They they weren't necessarily clear and evident. Like I said, I think uh, the attempt to do some – I can't say old school because she wasn't walking rope, but springboard while holding your opponent's wrist and coming back down with a you know elbow drop or something like that across the the body. Now uh, those those things that that take place in there, those are fine, and we had a lot of those that were going on. You know, just little portions of the match and people doing. I'm trying to think of some other spots that took place that during the course of Vivian Rivera, you know, doing the high cross body, the, the springboards, the this and the that. 
all of these things are wonderful, and, and they did, you know, they looked good. Uh, again, you might have had a, I can't call it a botch. Maybe not having the full rhythm. There, there we go. We'll say that. Maybe not having the full rhythm, like trying to climb up and get get up to the top, like I was talking about with the uh, springboard thing. It looked fine. It just was kind of slow. You know, and that's hard for me to say because I know it's not as easy as it looks. But you're on TV, and you 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 got to keep this thing moving. Uh, so the production didn't necessarily help that, even though I like the production being upgraded and having the camera shots being a little longer, and you can see everything else. And it and it should make them work harder. Honestly, it should. You know, you know, we're not cutting on the uh, on the action at at this point anymore. So you got to deliver. Uh, those are the pros. The cons for me is that again, it does the production as good as the upgrade is. It also takes away. It doesn't hide the crowd being dead. It doesn't hide them sitting on their hands. It doesn't hide the mistakes that take place in the ring. Uh, it, it just it just does. Uh, this show also the cons. The matches don't start anything, continue anything, or co- or conclude anything. And whether this heavy metal sister thing actually goes anywhere, only time will tell. If it does, that would be the sole deal that this show actually kind of carried over. Um, nothing was followed up, including the new champion, Penelope Pink. Uh, it was just it was just a show. That that's all I can say about it. It was just a show. Nice to see, nice to see some of the personalities. None of none of the top talent. Well, no, that's not true. I tell it. I, I'm getting getting ahead of myself. That is not true. Jesse Jones is is one of their top stars now, and as far as I know, really hadn't been beaten. I think she's still undefeated. So, those are some of the pros. Those are some of the cons that we went into on this match. I, I, not this match. This episode. I want to be clear. It is not just a match. It is the episode. It is the entirety of the episode. And because it didn't do anything like that, I can only say a C if I was grading this. A C because it is average at best. It wasn't below average, but it's average at best. And this goes back to my concerns that I've expressed in past podcasts, and I'll say it and then I'll wrap it up. If what Jeannie Buss says is true, that she wants WoW to be like this haven for, uh, I can't even say wrestlers, for women who can't continue in their given sport or their given feel, if she wants this to be some sort of touring entity, um, like she did bring up in some, uh, I can't remember the, the podcast. I think it was the Rich Eisner show. Uh, but she she pretty much said that the, that was something that she wanted to see. She wanted to see Wild take it on the road and and you know go from one place to the next. If they do that, it's episodes like this that are going to eat it alive because once they start catering to or trying to get wrestling fans to follow this rather than just wow fans that is where the scrutiny will begin and that is where they will get the biggest backlash if they start doing things like like 
these last two episodes. The episode 25 was was terrible. That should have been an F. But episode 26 is as decent as the matches were, were not anything to write home about because they didn't offer you anything beyond the matches. And I'm not saying that you should just dump the matches. Of course you need the matches. But I need the explanation as to why we're in the match. I need the explanation uh, as to what happened last week. Why does this person have a championship and they don't? Or, or you know, whatever. How did they win the titles back? All the questions that you would ask coming into this show Having come off of last week, how did so-and-so get into the ring when she was eliminated in the first place? And they should have shot some footage or had some of the participants go on their cell phone, shoot some footage, and explain it. And you had enough people that do it. I mean, you got a Sofia Lopez. It, it, it wouldn't have taken me two seconds to say, I, look, I, Lana, I need you to pay off Sofia Lopez in this bit so we can get the... the uh, the quote wild card spot so we have an excuse for Penelope but that's neither here nor there because they will never do that <laughs> they wouldn't ne- they will never listen to me and even though they you know uh, again the show very very average that and this that's the best I can give it for that <sighs> and this is also probably why wild superheroes don't like being interviewed by me anymore <laughs> because I'm I insult their precious wow. In any case, that was the full review of episode 25. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm glad that, you know, there apparently have been people that agreed. Uh, <laughs> I had somebody that said, no lies are told here when I put the uh, kind of review on Instagram. She didn't disagree with that at all. She looked at us like, no lies were told in this, in this comment. And why? Just because, you know, that show didn't just set me off. It let me know when I saw her and I saw a couple other people and a few on the WoW website, not website, um, their YouTube channel. A few of them actually had the guts enough to say this was not good. (laughs) And and that's what it takes. Take guts because, again, you going on there on their channel, everybody's blowing smoke up Wild's ass. Everybody. All of them. Why are you the greatest? I never seen wrestling like this before. They should be in there with AEW's women. They could beat them all. Uh, blind loyalty, folks. It is not something that you should do. Do not get wrapped up in blind loyalty. Ah, okay. So that said, we are gonna wrap this thing right on up. Be sure to uh, check out the next week of WoW if you are going to stick with me as we do these reviews. Also, be sure to uh, check out Custom Vixens Wrestling if you want to book your own show and match. And if you happen to be in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia area, we'll say, uh, you might want to Give a shout out to Southern Smoke Barbecue. This is one of the uh, great caterers of the South. Voted best in Georgia in 2022. Owned by the caterer, Mr. Walker himself. He can go to Southern Smoke BBQGA. 
that wixsite.com and you can find that website and you can go through a matter of fact you can just go southern smoke uh, bbqga on instagram southern underscore smoke underscore bbq underscore ga and it will take you right to this page and you can see all the kind of good stuff they need to make i mean and i can tell you my home will make some fantastic ribs fantastic and again voted best in georgia i mean come on how how good can that be so and, and he says that he's taking the uh from the time they was living in texas to now he's taking some of that texas style and applied it to southern smoke so if you want and you happen to be here i mean i understand you, you got to be in georgia but if you want that and you need some care or you just you know want happen to be out and you catch them out at a, a lot or something like that be sure to check him out go online you know give him a call see where his location is where he's gonna be you might roll up on him and uh, get you some food some some of the best food in georgia according to uh the, the votes of georgia georgia uh, 22 that, that's as good as it gets and like I said, check him out. Southern Smoke underscore Smoke underscore BBQ underscore GA. I think that covers it. So with that, folks, I will close this because I'm getting hungry. I just went to his Instagram page and I'm looking at this giant slab of ribs with all this uh, meat and sauce and seasoning on it and whatnot. And I haven't eaten. So I think that is about as big of a cue as we're going to get. So, folks... In closing, this is Mr. Green saying that this is Mr. Green saying so long. And we will see you on the next go-round. Leave your comments below if you disagree. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.